Yeah, it is Friday. We have made it. It's uh, another day we can uh, we can uh, tick off the box. <gasps> I made it. I made it. You know what do they what do they say? What do they say? It's fa 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 fa. No, I'm not gonna swear. It's, it's can't swear. But that's what they say. That's what the new terminology for Friday is. Hello. Uh, hello, Natasha. See, Natasha is back from her, uh, her was it a webinar, a web seminar, whatever it was called? <laughs> no, I, uh, I, uh, I have a Toastmasters competition on the weekend and mm. I am the contest chair. So it's a lot of rigmarole to get everything organized because it's an official competition for the international circuit. So uh, lots of things to do. You've been you've had quite a busy week. Um, I see that you you got your hair cut this week. Oh, thank goodness! Goodbye lockdown hair. Mm. If anyone if anybody wants to know, if I ever try to uh, cut Natasha's hair, this is the kind of noise she would make. <laughs> This is the noise she would make if I approached her with scissors. Look, I think that's the sound my stylist actually <laughs> made uh, yesterday. Because I had her, I, 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 I went a little bit crazy and rebellious and I had a half a Britney moment. So I asked her to shave part of it. And she literally asked me about six times, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And she almost, she was crying as she was putting the shaver against my head. Oh, wow. Hey, look! I haven't actually seen the 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 finished product. I, I did see you you took a picture of yourself um, whilst in the uh, salon in the hairdresser, but I didn't actually see the, the end product. But I'm sure it look I'm sure it looks good. Is it shorter than usual? No, well, they just obviously I've got curly hair, so it's 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 shorter, so it's just the the curls fall nicely again. But yeah, I have this um this uh, I don't know if you've ever watched the Hunger Games. The one character, she had this long blonde hair, but she had this shaven part. It's almost uh, like pinks, but not that short, but it's shaved on the one side. So I say it's a, it's a reverse mullet. So it's business on the left and party on the right. Okay, so you've got like one of those, um, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, I always wanted to know what, like where that, hair, that, that, that hairstyle came from. Because I know I haven't seen a chair well, in, in I Amsterdam. They, I heard what they call it in the, but I heard what they call it in the Netherlands today. So I'm just like I'm making up terms for myself. And a colleague of mine said, "You know it? what they call that hairstyle?" <laughs> what do they call it? It's apparently called a, a blowjob style. Why I don't know. A, a what? A what hairstyle? <laughs> a blowjob. A blowjob. I'm sure your husband will will like that. <laughs> I'm sure he actually encouraged you to get your hair cut like that. But uh, I, I I know in the UK because that there was like a that was like a trend a couple of years ago in the UK and a lot of girls had this trend and I, I didn't understand this this, this hairstyle I because obviously it was obviously from something because I mean I don't watch a lot of TV or movies for that matter but um yeah and then Ellie Golding uh, had that hairstyle. Briefly, so she she like had her one hair shaved, or not completely shaved, but Ex the same. Exactly. No, it's only it's it's the front part that goes over your ears. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, nice. Very nice. Um, 
That's um. By the way, that noise that you heard is actually a uh, a pug trying to get its 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 nails clipped. Because you know what dogs are like when you try touch their feet, yet alone cut their nails. And this poor oh, children are the same, my friend. Do your kids make the same noise? They are hysterical when it's, it's bath nail time. Clipping time. Ah, ah. Nail clipping, brushing their teeth, ah. equally bad. Uh, look, I'm not. I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna uh, play the whole clip. Um, it, it's 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 trending on on the internet. It's hilarious. Um, just go go on YouTube and go type a pug a pug acting dramatically or, or whatever it's called. I'll play you like 13 seconds of it. It's hilarious. It's okay. It's okay, pug. We have like one and a half more to go. I know it's hard. The moment I heard this dog, okay. I instantly thought. <laughs> This is the noise Natasha would make if I approached her with scissors. Actually sounds like a hysterical goat. <laughs> yeah, you remember you, you remember that there was that, that parody of that Taylor Swift of that we are never getting back together. And then the goat would go, ah, because ah, that's what Taylor Swift sounds like when she sings. She sounds like a goat. Anyway, hey, uh, Marius isn't here this evening. Um, apparently, he it, it's a movie night for him and his family. So I uh, I actually asked him. So I, I said, oh, is the movie night um, watching The Bachelorette SA? And he said, huh. Thank goodness not. Because that's actually making headlines. Apparently it's very racist. There's not a lot of blacks in there. Can you believe it? Even though the even though the, the, the bachelorette is a very pretty um, a black uh, girl. Um, what was her name? Quinini Van Damme. Very pretty black girl. I, I actually saw a video of an uh, interview of her uh, yesterday, I think. Very attractive girl. But, you know, you can't... The thing about South Africa is you, you you can't impress everyone or anyone, even if you are doing things correctly. And I'm, I'm sure there is a lot of... I'm sure there is a lot of uh, people, you know, black people, Indian people, whatever, in The Bachelorette, but it's not it's not enough. No, but look, you, you can't have a country of 57 million people and not have it representative of the demographic of the country. Sure. So if the majority of people are people of color, that should reflect in in our programming, in our politics. Uh, otherwise, we, we just keep perpetuating stereotypes and perpetuating things. And yes, you can't please everybody, but goodness gracious, get your basics right. Have at least your, your cast represent the actual people watching it. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I remember... And this this is again this is this is just South Africa's this is just a, an ever uh, I was going to say growing issue but it's not growing it's just a, an an annoying issue. I remember idols. I remember when you know there was that Eminem started with the whole transformation of idols, and then they started introducing a lot more black contestants, which rightly sh rightly so they should. And then geez, you should hear the whites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not watching idols anymore. It's too many blacks. 
And then, you know, Mnet would respond to that and then they would put more whites in there and then the black people would say, no, no, there's too many whites in there. So it's almost like you're fighting an, an, a, 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 a battle that's just not going to end. But... um. Well, the first battle is not calling people blacks for starters. I mean, in South Africa, it's kind of okay because that's what we've done. But for a person who's in the states, I, I would I would stick to the person of color just to be safe. I actually wanted to I actually wanted to ask because I had this conversation the other day with someone. Um, what do you think is more 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 rude? Is it to call somebody black or non-white? non-white is more rude i look I, I i always i always ask this question to people of color what would you prefer and you know a person of color i think is the international standard to refer to a non-european looking person because i mean we are all different tints of beige and brown and green and pink and it should be that way to celebrate diversity but the fact is it's a person of color because black in america means something different to black in south africa I mean, in South Africa, we use the term colored for a, for a person of mixed race heritage. That's a derogatory term mm. in the United States. And in the United so Kingdom. I, yeah, so I, I would, I personally, look, I can't be offended by these things because I'm not a person of color, but I always try to you stick are. to things that are internationally right. accepted because there are people um, who are sensitive to it. And I think we should be more sensitive to the needs of others. Just because we're not affected by it doesn't mean we need to sweep it under the rug. So I would say stick with uh, the neutral term of person of color because there are a million and ten different ethnicities and cultures uh, out there. Well, look, it's it's not just a, it's not just the bachelorette that's uh, causing a stir. Apparently, also um, Love Island, South Africa, is also being accused of selecting too fewer uh, black contestants. Um. Apparently, the program was launched on Sunday nights and was immediately widely criticized by local viewers on social media. Uh, many pointed to pl uh, publicity uh, photographs uh, released uh, by the producers of Love Island South Africa, which is a basically a, 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 an awful, awful show I, I wouldn't recommend watching uh, that comes from the, the, the UK. Um, apparently, uh, these people on social media said uh, these pictures appear to show only white contestants. Uh, others complained that uh, only one of the 10 contestants was a black woman. Uh, the presenter is also white. Um, some people have pointed out. Now, I've never seen the show, um, but this kind of sounds accurate. Don't you think? Um. And again, it's South Africa. Again, 57 million people. When the majority of people are people of color, how do you, how do you have a program that's not representative of that? Well, and on what, what, on what channel does this even... I don't even know the channels in South Africa. Anymore. I, would, I would imagine this to be on Mnet because only Mnet would show this kind of stuff. Does Mnet still exist? Yeah, I think they call it Manzi or Zanzi Magic or something like that. I, mm. I, I, you know, but a majority of people in South Africa now have DSTV. So again... How can you create a program that is not uh, indicative of, of, of society? There I agree. Yes, you can't please everybody, but just at least try. Entertainment companies, politi politics, uh, whatever, people need to try harder. It's, it's, not, it's not enough being done. Well, I, I've listened to this. Uh, 
a major a major lottery uh, uh, company that uh, that had sponsored Love Island, uh, South Africa. Well, uh, they've pulled out, and uh, uh, a spokesperson said that a lot of star has taken the has taken the decision to uh, respect respectfully withdraw its sponsorship of Love Island SA and we wish the show and its contestants every success. Hmm. <sighs> I don't know what to say, but uh, it's just it's annoying because you see the thing is you know I've been lucky enough, and so have you, Natasha, and so have, so have many people who listen to this show. I'm sure most of the people who listen to the show uh, live abroad who come from South Africa. So we are lucky enough to, to live in a Western democracy in a first world country where we, we get the chance to see you know, what it's like for people to be treated equally. So you know, when we live in a, in a place like you know, the, the Netherlands or... I was going to say the UK, but the UK is very racist. Um, but Europe in general, you know, and you see how people are treated. And then you ask the question, why can't South Africa just be like this? I, you know, but I know it's if difficult. You think, if, you, if you think people of color, no, but if you think people of color are true. Look, you and I are hopping on about something that actually we, we don't have the insights to hop on about because we're not people of color. So we have a very limited view on what it is but if you think that people of color are treated better in the netherlands you are sorely mistaken i would i would actually encourage you to have some conversations with people and then draw your conclusions because i have a very different insight uh with my friends who are from countries like zimbabwe from guinea uh from Cote d'Ivoire. they are not treated as equal in europe not at really all. maybe i should but i'm I, I don't know. With people who look differently to you. I, look, I, I, I think also, you know, we, both you and me, and I include Morris in this matter, you know, we, we both are vertically, vertically the same in regards to our, our personalities and our, uh, the way we think, you know. So, yes, of course, we, we probably will we probably will say, look, you know, why can't South Africa just get their shit together? You know, people should be, tr people should be treated fairly, equally, and with dignity. But unfortunately, that's not how the rest of the people think. I mean, look, we, look I don't want to get too much on about this because I don't want to upset the people who, who are listening to the podcast. But I mean, you know, we're, we're, part, of, we're part of that, that group. I sometimes call it the racist group on Facebook. And you know we 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 see the true, the true colours of certain South Africans, and it's it, it's it's annoying, and it's irritating. Look, racism is look, racism is everywhere, and racists are part of every society on this planet, and they're different forms and shapes of it. Hmm. It 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 is inevitable. But the fact is, you either decide to associate with that or not, to do better or not. But I mean, fun fight for, for for on behalf of other people. All that we can do is be uh, form alliances, uh, not be racist ourselves. When you know better, you do better. Period. Absolutely, no, absolutely, and also it it goes down to uh, education as well. So there you go. 
Hey, listen. Um, uh, Natasha actually sent me a a, a voice note uh, the other day. Um, I think I, I think she was drunk or something. I don't know, but uh, she sent me this voice note. Um, have a listen to this. This is actually this is Natasha singing. I think she was drunk, but maybe we'll get Natasha to uh, to explain herself. This is Natasha singing uh, in a voice note that I that I got. If it'll play, I don't know. My internet's uh, not doing too good. Hang on. Or I broke your phone. I don't know. Maybe mm, that's a- hang on. No, no. I've got the voice note here. It's just for some reason it's 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 muted. Hang on. Technology. Oh, hang on. Here we go. This is Natasha singing. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. I'm begging of you, please don't hesitate. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Because once you're dead, then that. So that was Natasha. I, I don't know. Were you drunk when you sent me this voice note, Natasha? Because I know what you're like with um with vaccines. <laughs> no, no comment. No. I thought you'd. I thought. Look, when you sent me this, I thought, okay. The safest you, answer is always no comment. When you sent me this, I thought, okay, you've you've got to be drunk, or you've just had a very long day at at, uh, at your at your second job. But um, actually, it's not. It's it's um, it's actually um, uh, what's her name? Dolly Parton. It's actually Dolly Parton, and she got vaccinated the other day, and uh, she decided to change to change the lyrics uh, of one of her, obviously, well-known songs. Um, I've actually forgotten the words to the song, to her original song now. I actually quite like this song. Um, Jolene, that's it. Jolene, Jolene, Jo... Is it Jolene? I can't even remember what the song is. I can't even remember what the song is called. I think it's... Uh, is it... The song is called... Jolene, 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 or is it someone, something else? I think it's something else. The, the song. Hang on. <sighs> See now, this is what happens when we, when we, uh, when we do things on online. We, uh, we, we lose people. Okay, welcome back, Natasha. You are sitting in a dungeon with bad internet connection. See, this I've is, been here all I, along. I've told you this is why I don't like recording the show from a dungeon. Is because of this. But anyway, this is this is what you get when you when you broadcast from your from a dungeon. You know, you know the original song that Dolly Parton sang, right? Jolene. Jolene, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is Jolene. I thought it was something yeah. else. Yeah, I actually, I actually prefer this version. I'm not being silly now. I actually prefer this version because I think it's quite, it's quite catchy. Um, but yeah, she was actually, um, she was uh, singing this song because she got vaccinated on, uh, I think it was Wednesday this week. Um, and the reason she was singing this song, if you are not really clever, is that she's encouraging you to get vaccinated. And that's why I thought, oh, this is such a Natasha thing because, you know, vaccines. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably also sing vaccine, vaccine. Give me that vaccine very soon. Yeah. Although, according to that calculator on, 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 on Dutch uh, news, we'll probably only get vaccinated next year. Well, um, very interesting. 
Very interestingly, um, apparently, according to uh, Puga De Jong, uh, he was saying that by uh, the end of April, May, he hopes to have most of the population vaccinated. Now, obviously, we all know that Dutch elections are coming up, so of course you'll say stuff like that. Um, but very interesting, you know, it would be very interesting if that does happen. Uh, I see that also um, coronavirus um, uh, self-test kits, kits uh, could be available um, in shops next month. And that's also according to Hugo de Jong. He's saying a lot of things in the hope that he'll keep his job. I don't know if he will, because I saw the other day um, cigarette, cigarette gas. <laughs> cigarette gas. Cigarette gas. Yes, sus. She was trending on Twitter. and I, I Sounds s- like you're drunk, wait. <laughs> well, no, it sounds like her. she's drunk with that with a name like that. She was trending on Twitter uh, the other day, and I, th- and I th- thought, oh, okay, what's going on here? So I clicked on her name that was where it was trending, and everyone was saying, yep, she's going to be the next prime minister, the first female prime minister of the Netherlands. And quite a few people, even men, were, were, trend, were, were, were uh, tweeting this. So, very interesting. Look, I don't know, maybe you know, Natasha, how, uh, who's, tr- uh, who's trending in the polls. I don't know how well D66 is trending. If they are I, gaining I or... don't know about the, the, the chart. Well, gaining... The fact is, you know that the, the Dutch system um, is, is a combination of... of it, it's basically the lead party that decides who they partner with. So unless D66 takes the top spot, and at this stage it's still dominated according to the polls by the VVD, um, it's not necessarily that they will get in, get in government. I mean, someone like Geert Wilders' party came second in the previous elections, but because of the model here in the Netherlands that it has to be a coalition, he was excluded, so he doesn't have any power in parliament. So unless D66 likely takes a top spot, it's not necessarily that the top party will... Uh, Will even invite them into the top coalition. Look, I look. It. I don't know. I, I. I don't know who I would vote for, because as I said last time, you know, the last time we spoke, none of them have a have a have a plan to get us out of this this mess that we're in, which is annoying. It annoys me a lot. They they're talking about the, the the climates and all of that stuff that I don't care about. So. Look, I think it would be terrific if the Netherlands did get its first female prime minister because, I mean, they've got their first female uh, mayor of Femke Halsma uh, in, in Amsterdam. So I think it'll be a good thing uh, for the Netherlands to get a female um, uh, prime minister. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, actually, look, I've, got, I'm actually, uh, I've actually got the polls right in front of me. So, um, wait, hang on. It's disappeared. Hang on. Why has it disappeared now? Uh, Veve Day was actually uh, leading in the polls. They've um, been leading all along, the Veve Day. Yeah, that's Mark Rotz's party. Yes. So it's interesting how people still trust them, even though they lied to everyone about it, about the, the, the child benefits. Well, it's not just the Veve Day that's involved, remember? It's a coalition mm. of parties. Yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah, interesting, very interesting. Um, come on, 
Ah, see, now it's loading my page, you see. Uh, it's okay. I've got it in front of me. So these are indicative of seats in parliament. It's yeah. called seatels in Dutch. Exactly. So uh, in the, and there are lots of different uh, polling systems that they use, but uh, one, of the, um, one of the most popular is the Ipsos system. This is used, I think, internationally. Mm -hmm. And according to them, and this poll was conducted on the 2nd of March, the Fiafidia is leading with 38 seats. Yeah. Projected, projected the PFFIA, which is the right-wing party of Geert Wilders. Party for Freedom. With 21. Uh, the CDA, that's one of the Christian parties, uh, with projected 18. D66 projected 14. Wow. GroenLinks, 13. And the Social Party, 10. And the Partij voor de Arbeid, that's the Labour Party, with 12. So... It's a it's a big gap between the closest party and the Day. and yeah, it all depends on who the Day partners with. That's the big thing. If they take the lead, they have a decision in who they can who they can uh, partner with, and it's not necessarily the person that leads behind them. No, of course not, because that happened in the last election with Kurt um, Wilders. Kurt um, Wilders, I think, is dominated for a while now, and we also need to recognise that that that's that's indicative of of the state of society. In the Netherlands, if the second biggest party is the extreme right-wing party of the Netherlands, that says something about uh, society as well. Mm -hmm. But also remember the people who vote for Party for Freedom. I look. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying they're all racist, but majority where where they win their seats is north is north of the Netherlands, so Groningen and all those really shitty places. Where people do live in Ooh, poverty. there's nothing wrong with Groningen. It's definitely not a shitty place. Well, um, but look, it's very interesting. I actually watched a video last night um, on TDR, TDRL News, a very uh, a cool channel that I follow on YouTube. Um, and since it was Dutch elections coming up, um, they just they were explaining how the Dutch political system works in regards to how people get elected and all of that. And it's, do you know that no one since, since the end of World War II, no political party has, has ever won an outright majority. So, no, so, not, so for example, the Fair the Day has never won a majority. They've always had, a political party has always had to form a coalition. It's because there are too many parties. I think mm. in the previous election, if I remember correctly, it was 17 or 18. This election, there are 28 parties running. So if, if, if you have such a fractured voting base, then of course they're not going to get an outright majority. It's not like the United States where you only have two parties, South Africa where you only have one huge party and two smaller ones. The system does not allow for anyone to take an outright majority. And that's also the fail-safe of this of this system as well. It's it's interesting because they they compared the the UK's uh, first past the, the the post system. Anyway, um, basically, it's in in a way it's it's kind of it's kind of good the way how the Dutch do their their their, uh, their system because it means that you know because they they form a coalition with other parties. So, for example, D sixty six the Christian uh, Democratic Party, um, links and all of that. Because all those parties have their own ideas, um, it's, it, you, you, you get, it's more productive. You, know, you get a lot more done because all these people have different ideas and different views. 
It's the opposite, because if four parties have different views, how do you reach concession? Uh, that's that's actually the opposite problem, because if you have four parties with four, let's say, four very different ideas with the economy or four different ideas with climate, you never reach a point where anything happens. It actually slows everything down. It puts bureaucracy there. And most people actually say nothing gets done because of this. You make a good point. But another another very good point was when they come when they compared the UK. So the UK, there's only two major parties, just like America. So you get the Conservatives, and you get the Labour Party. And you know they 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 use the they they use the Conservatives as an example because they're the current party in in power. And the thing with the thing with the UK is, you know the U because uh, the demographic is so wide in the UK. You know the the conservatives can't just be a right wing party. They have to sort of compromise in a way. So if they do get elected, they can't be true to to their values. They have they, they have to make sort of a comp a, 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 compens a compromise to their policies to make you know people who don't vote for them happy. If that makes sense. So it's it's interesting how you know how this all works, but um. Yeah, let's see what happens. Um, it's very interesting to see that fourteen uh, percent of people, or forty, or, or Party for Freedom has fourteen percent um, in the polls. So, quite a lot of people, uh, I guess, like the ideas of Hertfielders. and it's not just Hertfielders. I see Marilyn Le Pen. Uh, people in France, politicians of France, are shitting themselves because apparently she's trending very high in the polls at the moment. But so did she. But she so she also did with the previous elections. Yeah. But when it came to voting yeah. time, she fell out. Yeah, but they're saying this time because I, I, look, I I haven't been following French news all that often. But apparently, uh, Macron has done such a shit job. Um, the French are like, look, we would rather have Marilyn Le Pen than this guy. So, look, it's very interesting um, what's going to happen in France because I think if if France by chance goes right wing, hmm, Europe's going to be a very interesting place. That's for sure. Then, and, and and that is true because it, it does it, it can often be a barometer for sentiment. Yeah. But now this is exactly why the Dutch polder model, why the coalition system works, because even if p people start suddenly you know gearing towards Geert Wilders, unless he beats the Fierfidia, he will not get into power in the Netherlands, and that's the failsafe I was talking mm. about. Yeah, I, and I look I, again. I don't want to harp on this too much, but I, I remember in the last election. Um, Kurt Wilders came in second and, you know, he was all happy because, you know, finally people are starting to realize the problems in the Netherlands, blah, blah, blah. And Mark Rotter said, I am not talking with you. I am not negotiating with you. You can forget about it. So it's good. It's it's interesting whether you know, obviously where the two where the two parties stand and, you know, all of that. So interesting. Um, we'll see what happens on the 17th of March going to be very interesting indeed um now this is interesting i don't know what your take on on this is natasha but um at, at least 10 staff members who worked for the 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 duke of duchess uh, megan markle 
are supposedly queuing up uh, to assist in a probe into claims that uh, she bullied her uh, her, uh, her staff, uh, according to the Daily Mirror. Now, the investigation will examine allegations that uh, Meghan Markle humiliated her, uh, her aides, uh, subjecting them uh, to emotional cruelty and manipulation. Now, a source close to uh, the, the, the Duke of Sussex said that the couple had not been informed of any investigation by Buckingham Palace. Now, you see, this is such a British thing to do. This is such a British way to behave. The moment I saw this, I thought, mm, that's such a British thing. They love backstabbing Yeah, and, and all of this conveniently comes out the week before the big interview on Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I'm not British. I have no skin in the game. But, I mean, this is just another case of, yeah, the royals couldn't handle who she was. They couldn't handle that it was she was a breath of, a breath of fresh air. Yep into a, 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 a society that's, that's, that's over. Royalty is over. And I just find it so convenient that the week before uh, Meghan and Harry's interview is, is, is put on the air, I think it's, on the, it's debuting on Sunday night on, on Oprah's channel, mm-hmm. that all of this comes tumbling out. I, 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 I frankly find it so distasteful. I don't understand the hate that this poor woman and her husband are getting. They're good human beings who do a lot of good work in the world. And I don't understand this obsession with, with this elitist idea of what royalty should be. On the one hand, people complain about them. On the other hand, if anything changes in the old-fashioned way of doing things, then people will attack and destroy anything that's different. And poor Megan is just the latest target. Well, that's exactly what happened with Diana. And uh, she was interviewed on BBC, on that famous BBC documentary, and she wrote a book about it. Because Diana was very, well, almost is the same in regards to her personality with Meghan Markle. You know, she's very modern, you know, very trendy. The royals do not like that. They do not like change. I, I, I can speak for that because I lived in the UK for a, a while. They do not like change. If you've ever watched the Queen's ceremony at Christmas or on Easter, she's always wearing the same bland, uh, uh, stultifying boring clothing that she's worn since she's since the day she got inaugurated as the queen so yeah i i do as you say i find it very distasteful of how they of how they're doing this because obviously there's something to hide they've got something to hide and that's why they they're trying to bully her but i when the moment i saw this i just thought you know that is this is such a british thing to do they they love doing this kind of stuff. They love backstabbing people, and I know this because I've 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 seen it and I have experience of of this. And then actual pedophiles like Prince Andrew just don't even get a second. They don't bat an eyelid about that. This is that's the hypocrisy I can't stand. And poor Harry has given up everything. People are just mm-hmm. like, yeah, they they're milking it. What are they milking? The man's given up his family. He's given up his his country. He's given up all of, of the duties. things he's worked for, and and but at least he he has his own family now. He has his own priorities. I think people forget what he's given up as well, and and just to have a, some semblance of a normal life. Yeah, look, it, it is very sad, but unfortunately, this is just how the royal family works, and this is just British mentality. I'm not saying all British people are like this because I do know 
some very nice British people, and there's only some, there's only a few of them, but majority of them are like this. So, yeah, look, it's, it's, the same thing happened with Diana when she had that famous interview on the BBC. The royal family were shitting themselves because they knew Diana wasn't going to hold back. So, very interesting. Let's see indeed. what happens Sunday. I'm mm. very, I'm very keen to see the interview. Yes, and 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 look, I'm sure Oprah is as well because she's been very quiet. So, I'm sure everyone's going to get something because it's Oprah. Now, um, Brussels says that it's going uh, that it's. Says that it will launch a legal action very soon following a move by the UK to uh, delay uh, impl- implementation uh, of part of the Brexit deal relating to Northern Ireland. Now, the cabinet, uh, the, the the cabinet's official minister, who is uh, David Frost, said earlier this week that the UK was extending uh, grace periods uh, designed to ease trade. Uh, between Northern Ireland and Great Britain. And uh, the European Commission Vice President, Markos Stefkovic, said uh, in in an announcement that he had become a very, that he had become very uh, surprised and uh, concerned at this. But what's very interesting is that um, all these people, including David Frost, uh, said, you know, we we can do we can do it ourselves. We don't need the EU. We can do anything ourselves. All of this we can do ourselves. And I see they're extending a lot of things. It's not just this. They're extending um, grace periods between uh, the ports of Dover and Calais because it's just a sham. It's just a shambles. There's so many queues. There's so many delays. So they've asked the EU very nicely if they can extend this grace period um, for checks. So you can, you know, there's not going to be a lot. There'll still be checks, but it won't be as as it is now. So, yeah, I, I don't think you can do it all by yourselves. Anyway, uh, lastly in the news, and this is very interesting. Um, my cousin actually lives in New Zealand where this happened. Um, he lives in Hamilton, which is in the North Island of New Zealand. Um, New Zealanders have been told they can return to their homes after a earthquake uh, prompted tsunami warnings. Uh, Islanders on the east coast uh, fled to higher ground following uh, a series of quakes uh, on the North Island. Now, although a small tsunami, although small tsunami waves were uh, triggered by the earth, by the earthquakes, uh, authorities say the the largest of them have now passed and the threat level has been downgraded. I think it was like seven point five or something on the on the Richter scale. I was reading. Yeah, seven seven point four. A friend of mine lives in Wellington, and with and that's on the other side. But she said uh, they felt it that side as well. Yeah. So it was a, it was a fairly strong uh, fairly strong earthquake. Yeah, and I, I I know Hamilton's in the north, but I didn't know exactly where. So I looked on Google Maps yesterday, and it's it's in the center, but you know still. And I asked my cousin, you know, did you feel anything? Is, because he's lived there and he's integrated with the with the locals, he's like, yeah, you know, it's just yeah, I still went to work. So I was like, oh, okay, well, good to see you're not really affected and uh, that uh, traumatized. So good to see that you're okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's very scary. Um, but New Zealand's one. New Zealand's like one of those countries. It's like Chile, 
it's like it's always it's always prone to use earthquakes that so people have had to get accustomed to these kind of these kinds of things it's japan as well japan gets yes. uh, tremors yeah. i i this friend of mine who lives in new zealand now i actually visited her uh this is probably already 10 years ago when she still lived uh in japan she lived in miyazaki but we met up in tokyo oh nice and i have this story where we were sleeping in this very small hotel and three o'clock in the morning the door started banging the windows started shaking now, the terrible South African me jumps up, grabs my friend and goes, somebody's trying to break into a hotel room. And she's like, Natasha, sit down. It's an earthquake. <laughs> so my first reaction is someone's breaking down the door and she's going, no, this is normal. It's just an earthquake. Yeah, no, this, I, I, you, you, were, you, were, um, you were probably making this noise. <laughs> exactly, but no, slightly quietly because because in Japan you don't scream. Oh, no, it's, yes, it's very it's very rude to make any kind of uh, noise. Yeah, no, I know. I, I love it there. The whole thing about not doing anything to disrespect people, like mm -hmm. people don't talk on their cell phones on the train. It's wonderful. I I I, I you probably experience this, but I know that uh, if the train is delayed, the ticket officer actually personally apologizes to everyone on the train. Like, individually yeah it's it's amazing and when when i flew out of miyazaki back to tokyo on my way back all of the ground staff line up next to the plane and bow to the plane as wow. it starts uh, down the runway it is the most amazing experience uh, i have so much respect for japanese people i i've had a wonderful i've gone a few times i always have an amazing experiences when i'm there whether it's in the north or south when it's in the big city or the smaller smaller towns it's it's amazing to see how one culture can be so respectful and aware of their fellow fellow human being. Mm. If only the rest of the world could be like Japan. Wow, oh, that, that that is one of the that that's still a country I'd like to go see, uh, and also um, South Korea because I've been to I've been to Asia, I've been to Singapore, I've been to Malaysia, um, but I think in order to complete the whole Asia experience i think going to japan and south korea are still on my bucket list just to complete that whole Asia. china is also a wonderful oh, china is uh, also a wonderful experience i i no went comment. to i think no i mean i you know about what's going on with corona it's it's also an amazing country and is so diverse depending on where you go um, I, I, I also don't get the, the, the anti-China sentiment and the, and the China hate, despite what's going on in the world right now. Uh, that hasn't changed my, my opinion about my, with the experience I had with visiting the country. And it's the same with Hong Kong. I had a great time in Hong Kong. Yeah, Hong Kong is another place I'd love to go to. Um, there's a lot of places in Asia I'd like to go to, Macau as well. Um, so there's a lot of places I'd love to go and, and see. Um, Obviously, when is another story, um, and if I can go, that's another story as well. Um, hey, listen. Um, on Monday, for everyone that's uh, interested to know, um, I I I want to uh, I want to touch base with quite a few of the of our of the guests that we had uh, on our on our show. Uh, I know David uh, David Lipman is interested uh, to have a chat with us. Uh, sometime uh, in the next few days, possibly weeks, 
Uh, also, uh, next week, we're going to be chatting to a girl called uh, Victoria. And uh, she actually interviewed me on her podcast. Uh, she's got a, a, a terrific, a very cool podcast called uh, Give Me a Chance. And basically, I'm not going to talk too much about it because uh, I'll give her the, the, the stage to talk about it. But basically, her podcast is uh, she interviews people who have started a business and how it's, you know, what, what motivated them to start a business um, and, you know, how it's going and what their ambitions are for the, for the, for the business. Um, a very interesting podcast uh, that she, you know, she, she interviews lots of, she interviews lots of people. Um, I was supposed to be on, on, I think two weeks ago, but uh, obviously certain things happened. So uh, the, I think it's next week the podcast is going to be out, but of course I'll let you guys know. Uh, she's going to be uh, chatting to us next week. We're going to be finding out uh, what she's been doing in lockdown life. Um, we're also going to be chatting. Uh, we're going to be chatting on Monday to Grant. We're going to be chatting to see wh what things are like in Dubai, how Dubai is handling with the Corona pandemic. I see they are doing pretty well with jabs and all of that. So um, yeah, we've got a very uh, a bit. Going to say jam-packed week, but um, we, we've got an interesting week uh, coming up for you here on Amsterdam Lab, and um, yeah, I think uh, you guys are going to enjoy next week. Um, hey, have a good weekend, Natasha. We'll we'll touch base on Monday. Um, yeah, I was hoping for another spring weekend, and although the sun is out, it's still cold. It's going to be six and seven, mm. so uh, I think uh, unlike last weekend, it's going to be. Uh, Netflix and stay warm. Yes, and um, speaking of of of, of um, warmer temperatures, uh, Natasha did actually send me a. <laughs> she actually did send me a, a confirmation the other day. No, no, it's the end of March, spring. So there you go. It's the end of March. Today. It's it's the twentieth of March. Is yeah. the is the spring equinox? Yes. So there. Is everyone happy now? It's the twentieth of March. It's not the first of March. Um, have a good weekend, uh, Natasha. Have a good weekend, you guys that are listening to the podcast, and we will chat on Monday.